0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL and college football playoffs are actually tomorrow, the college football playoff today, because we're releasing the episode today. So with all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. If you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or someone to upset Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. Ride with Razzie. Took a dip the last last week. No episode last week, but the week before we weren't very good. I got three more picks for you. We just keep riding. We just keep pushing. I got the Rams plus three. I know they're playing a backup, but I just kind of trust their coaching staff. I got the Bears plus five and a half think it's going to be a close game with the Packers. I don't think they're going to get blown out, and I got the Cowboys minus two. I think they're going to win that division. Ride with Razzie. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. What's he listening to? Same song.
0: Over and over.
1: Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. Uh Uh We got Bow Wow in the house.
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the last episode of the Long Ball Podcast of 2020. Well, we're recording it in 2020. You'll probably be listening in 2021. Thank you, as always, for listening with your host, Alan Stiles and Orlando Razzo. And if you're listening to us, you're listening wherever you get great podcasts. While you're there, rate us. Give us five stars if you like us. If you don't like us, don't give us five stars. But at least let us know why. Orlando, last show of the season. And I got to say, your picks are spicy. NFL is spicy this weekend simply because... Teams, some teams can sit, guys. Some teams, you know, don't have to play everyone. So this is – you got to be pretty bold to be betting this weekend because you just don't know or you have to be on top of your uh, Adam Schefter alerts for who is starting and what the heck is going on.
1: Yeah, uh, the Rams is the one that I was very skeptical of just mm. because I, their backup quarterback is going to
0: play. And Kyler but- is going to play, I think.
1: Yeah, but number one, I really have trust in the Rams' defense. Like, when they don't play the Niners, they are very, very stout. So, I have a whole lot of trust in their defense. And I like the Rams' coaching staff just over Cliff Kingsbury and whoever he has in a kind of a winner-take-all game. Like, whoever wins that is going to the playoffs. The Bears game, like, I I just made sure that that everyone was going to play in those right. games. Like I didn't touch the Chargers and the Chiefs, even though like Mahomes is sitting, I could still see the it's the Chargers. They could very well just play like shit and blow that. They'll game. find a way.
0: Yeah. They'll find yeah. a way. So I, I feel like, yeah, I think Anthony Anthony Lynn is probably gone anyway, but you lose to the Chiefs without Mahomes, what is it called? Black Monday. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough.
1: Yeah, there's gonna know. be a lot of it's gonna be a really cool NFL offseason. Because there's I a think lot of so. quarterbacks on the move. You well, got. Well, you're going to lose coaching. your
0: defensive coordinator. You know that Salah is gone.
1: Yeah, uh, you that's said Salah. That's what I said. You said Salah, as if. There oh, was it must like have an been the accent uh, mark I, over the.
0: Salah. Salah.
1: Yeah. So no, it's over what... the accent mark would be, I guess, over the a. Tomato,
0: tomato. You know. Exactly. It technically it's an e. At the end.
1: Once again, you know. <laughs> I I don't know if he prefers it one way or another, but yeah, when he literally. comes on the show, he can he can clarify right. that. And he will. But yeah, I'm I'm aware. I don't know if you could, can you trade coordinators. I know you could trade head coaches. coaches.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: So like, could you? Tra- <laughs> How low does it go? Like, could you trade your? You know, I, I, you like your equipment coaches. manager? Like, hey, we really like. The, hey, this guy. Guys- yeah, like the
0: Tom Brady guy. He gets traded from new england to tampa right. because he keeps the balls right you know he, what i mean yeah he
1: has his balls just how he wants them exactly so I, I don't know how low it goes but yeah i mean if they could find a way to trade yeah he's gone no matter what i don't know where he's gonna go to I know the detroit legislative the the government is trying to bring him there right i read about that i think yeah. you brought it up well,
0: uh um, it wasn't me because i can't you know pronounce his name so
1: Well, yeah, so I know the government's trying to get him there, but he's gone. The Raiders, uh, just,
0: fuck. Yeah, yeah, right. Is that the last show we did? Yeah, yeah, with Brian. What a time to be alive.
1: We took a week off, listeners, uh, for Christmas, for the holidays. Well, they know, they know. Yeah, I know. know I just want to, I like to keep open communication. How was your Christmas, by
0: the way? Good, you know, once you're... once you're an adult, you know, Christmas is Christmas. You just basically drink and eat, which is still a great time, you know. You get a couple mm-hmm. get a couple presents, apparently. I got a couple, um Did you get a new swag? Yeah, I got a couple. My my nephew gave me some uh I don't I don't know would they be considered graphic tees? Like one has Dennis Rodman and the other has AI. So it's in that match my uh, new Jordans I got. So I'm excited for that. What about you? Yeah,
1: that's gonna be a fit.
0: Oh um, yeah, fit it up. Yeah. I got, I got some cool swag. Uh, my
1: m- mom got me, or my parents got me uh, s- some Lulu pants, mm-hmm. so very comfortable
0: for like, golf. Yes.
1: Honestly, these are kind of hybridy. Uh, most of the Lulu pants are pretty hybridy. You could wear them for golf. You could wear right. them going out to dinner. You could even wear them with like a you, know, a dress shirt or something. so mm. they're pretty versatile. I'm excited right. about that. Um, but yeah,
0: it's a good Christmas overall. There you go. Well, enough small talk, ladies and gentlemen, we have our last show a decent amount to talk about. I wouldn't say a lot, but we want to get into the Padres and they are about that life. That that's pretty much how we can sum it up. But we'll get into it in detail. And then we're just going to go over some of our favorite, some of our favorite memories from baseball in general, whether it be the season on or off the field, Or the podcast as well, who we've had as guests and things of that nature. So let's not waste any time. Orlando, the Padres are just on a rampage right now. Slam Diego is not slowing down as they add Blake Snell and you, Darvish, within what was that, two days? Um, I think that, I think it wasn't more than three. I know that for a fact. It was Blake Snell that night
1: or that there was like an evening and then it was you darvish literally the next day next morning i mean they saved the off season we talk about looking forward to the nfl off season i mean the the mlb off season was just in the shit still i think i read some today that like 34 of 100 and whatever free agents are are signed right but the padres saved the off season They definitely
0: did. And we need to talk to a friend of the show, Jessica Kleinschmidt, to see what the deal is with Trevor Bauer. I would assume, I mean, the the Padres are out of the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes because they're going to be all right. I I, I think he could cross that one off the list.
1: Yeah, I think if he goes, he might – I keep seeing the Angels. And it's like, bro, they got a whole – who's going to be after Bauer? how they still don't have any pitching,
0: any depth. UCLA guy. I
1: I could see that, but I just don't think the Angels, I still think they're way more than Bauer being
0: away from a contender. I think so too. And the bottom line is, and I don't mean to be negative. I hope he does do well. But how close are we, because I'll talk about how close I am. How close are we to, and I hate to use this term. No, actually, I don't. How close are we to calling Shohei Otani a bust? I'll give, close. A, I'll give We're him I'll give him I'll give him a couple years. I'll give him a
1: couple more years. Okay,
0: okay, all right. I'm probably giving him when you say a couple, a couple can technically mean two. Some people use it for more. I'm putting a hard stop at two.
1: I think the exact definition of a couple is two. So whoever is using that is obviously using it, it. it the wrong way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I but, just think that's not to say he he won't have a decent career and you know. Play in this game for a long time. I'm just comparing it to what the expectations were when he came in the league. So, you know, rock star coming over, all this stuff. I wish him the best. I want to see him do well. Like we want Mike because if he does well, that's more help for Mike Trout to finally get in the playoffs. So it's not that we don't want him to uh, to work out, but again, there's certain things that we see in sports that just don't tend to work very often right like the the two quarterback thing the Colts do it actually decently this year but most of the time with Jacoby Brissett and Phillip Rivers but most of the time it doesn't really take you to the top or you don't win a championship you might make the playoffs which the, the Angels can't even do but, but in baseball the DH pitcher guy I don't know off the top of my head how how often that works and we always when we see these young guns come up it's like dang it would be dope to see someone. You know, we all knew the studs that could pitch and play the field and were able to do both. But major league baseball is a different beast. Even if you can do it and you can speak to at the minor league level, you just don't see it very often. And the Angels tried to make it work. I haven't read on whether they're trying to finagle Otani into a specific position. I think they're just trying to run, run him out the same way. But there's a reason people don't do this. There's a reason. Well, yeah,
1: you got to work equally as hard at, mm-hmm. at one thing. You can't, how can you work as a hitter, become a professional hitter? Now, unless you're, and he is this, but unless you're just immensely talented, right. unless you throw as hard as he does and have hitting ability the way he does, then it could work. Like you, he could Good. easily put it together. But, yeah, you I, you just have to be so immensely talented. You have to be so naturally gifted if that's going to work because most guys, like, you, you just can't put in the time to get better at both. Like, it just mm-hmm. – right, it's so difficult. Like, a, a, a normal human being just couldn't do it. You got to be Otani. And I think he's still a baby, right? Like, how – What is he still very young? So we talk about these guys that have these, this electric stuff and they can't put it together on the mound for like five, six years. And you look at him and he kind of fits that mold of someone that's talented. The only thing that's going to hold him back is, is staying healthy because he's too naturally gifted to not be good at at
0: least one of those things. Well, that's the thing, right? Do they eventually choose something? So he's 26, 26. So he's, as people would say, heading into his prime. Cause I think late twenties, beginning of thirties is uh, your prime. So he's heading into that. And I'm, it's very interesting what the angels are going to decide to do with him. But I I don't, I had to speak on that because it's just, it is, it's crazy, man. These guys that come over and speaking of that, don't want to butcher his name, but um, Kim, the KBO superstar, Shortstop, five niners. Shout out, five niners. Under six foot club, we out here. Um, Padres get him too. You know he's a stud. Twenty five years old, ready to rock and roll in the bigs. And if you are in the NL West and you are not the Los Angeles Dodgers, you have a problem on your hands. What do you do? What Giants? We're gonna have. Um, you know, Kerry Crowley on the show in the coming weeks, maybe next episode, future friend of the show. We're going to speak to him about it in more depth uh, when we do that show, when we do that interview. But what do you do if you're the NOS and you're looking around and we like what we've seen from the Giants and making these small strides. But it's kind of disheartening to look around and say, well, wild card for the next decade. That's crazy. Now, granted, the Giants. I think didn't they? Did they win all their World Series from wild card? I, I can't remember. Or did the they ever? First win? one, they won the NL West. First one, the they won the NL West. Yeah, other two were wild card. Other two were wild card. So we, we like. Hey, we'll we'll take it. But the idea that it's not even fathomable right now, it's kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean they're the two best teams in baseball if you look at those rosters top to bottom and we can talk about comparing those two teams after, but yeah, the, the domino effect of what it's going to have on the rest of the division, like the Rockies, I think Arenado is gone. most definitely going to be traded now. So that's going to happen. Who knows who else they're going to trade. They might just go full fire sale and give away black men. You know, they're going to lose story. Right. So they might just go full on rebuild. Even though the Rockies are just always in this constant state of, are we rebuilding? We're kind of good, but we're not very good. We play in fucking Coors Field, so we're probably never going to be good. Every five years, they'll make the playoffs and like, hey, hey. Right, Rockies, watch out for the Rockies. No, (laughs) they're going to fucking be in that limbo position forever. So they're going to sell. The Giants are just going to continue. They have no choice but to just continue to rebuild. And they really can't worry about what these other teams are doing. Like Farhan just has to worry about how can I get this organization even remotely close to these two monsters in the division.
0: Yeah. And what I think at the end of the day, what we've learned from the fact that the giant, and we're not trying to get too giants talky here. We're going to do that soon in the, in the coming episode, But what the Giants can, um, you know, rest their hat on is the fact that two of the championships were from being a wild card. And let's not forget, the Dodgers are ridiculous now, but they were never bad. Like those years where the Giants were winning, Kershaw was there. Like they had teams, they just were never able to get over the hump. Now, technically they did in a COVID year and a lot of different things. So now they are, they have championship pedigree, if you will, if you're the Dodgers, but even still, it's the same way I feel about the Raiders, because the Raiders beat the, the Raiders beat, they're talking about, and that was the hardest part for me, watching the Saints-Chiefs game, and I don't think the Saints are a Super Bowl, like, hard Super Bowl contender, but this is a Super Bowl preview, both of those teams have lost to the Raiders. You know what I mean? So anything can happen on any given Sunday or any given series, especially when you're talking a series of, of seven, but you're looking at the Giants and, and if you are a Giants fan or someone that roots for the Giants and you're saying, all we got to do, we got to at least just get in. So I think to your point, it's not even about what the Padres or or Dodgers are doing. We can't even get in the tournament right now. (laughs) Let's get in and like maybe they choke up and lose to a different team or maybe we actually beat them. But we can't even speak on this if you're not even getting into the playoffs. Yeah, they're
1: so far behind. And that's a comment I've made the last four years watching the playoffs, five years watching the playoffs where it's like, fuck, the Giants are miles behind these teams mm-hmm. in terms of you know, competitiveness for the postseason. Now I do, before we compare the the Padres and the Dodgers, I do want to see now the Braves make some sort of move to improve their pitching staff. Cause their offense is a championship offense. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they need to add to, if they add, let's say like a John Lester or you know, they don't have to add Bauer. They can just add some depth to go along with their young studs. Mm -hmm. But I think if they make um, one, maybe two moves, that puts them still right in the conversation with the Dodgers and the Padres.
0: Yeah. And that's a good point as we, let's go ahead and, and make that transition as far as Padres, Dodgers, probably two best teams in the national league, right? On paper as far as comparing them it's a very ballsy move for the Padres to make these moves and say look we're not just gonna lay down for the next decade as the Dodgers continue to run this division because that's the thing it's not like the Dodgers just got hot and the Padres are saying no we want to do it too the Dodgers been running this and it's like nobody has ever even tried to step to them. And the Padres are like, we're not waiting around anymore. We, you you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So the Padres are putting it on the table and they're saying, we're going to do this too. But now it becomes, you're making some real deal moves. What are the expectations? If the Padres, what is it? Five years without a title, 10 years without a title, what is considered a success when you've made these real deal moves and you're basically saying, yeah, we're about that life too. Well, if you're about that life, you got to win because it's tough, man. I've, I've said this before and I've said it and I'll say it again. Exceeding expectations is not the same as meeting expectations. And you make these moves, Padres, and now you have expectations. What will you do now? So what is considered a success at this point?
1: If you're on their team, if you're in the Padres organization, if you are contributing to their quest for uh, a title, then yeah, if you don't win a World Series, it's obviously considered a failure. From my perspective, as a fan, as someone that just a baseball savant, uh, a historian of the game, as myself, humbly speaking, Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be upset if they didn't win a World Series in for the next five years. But we just saw some fucking awesome baseball. And they went to the postseason consistently. It would be pretty sad if they didn't. I'd be disappointed. I'd be rooting for them for sure, as long as the Giants of the Mariners weren't in it. Right. But I I wouldn't like looking then looking back on it, I wouldn't be like, you know what? fuck them they were a failure they didn't meet these expectations. No, I'm sure they no. would be thinking I'm, that I'm, but
0: I'm, I'm more so speaking for them or you are a actual Padres fan you're part of Padres nation I am a Padre as a Padres fan yeah
1: I would be especially because that's a you know that fan base well they're pretty rabid they, yeah we'll get into that later with our, it's a, our
0: favorite as uh,
1: things from the baseball year it's a fucking vicious fan base bro so the these fans are hungry they they get san diego the chargers That's snatched right, from right. them right. They're, in, they're fucking out for blood right now these we these fans we all we are, got
0: we all we got
1: and yeah it, it would be a disappointment as if you are part of the padres club mm-hmm. if you do not want a world series but from my perspective If I get to – I'm having fun watching them go at it with the Dodgers, just fucking country hardball, you know, backyard baseball, hopefully some brawls, some benches emptying, some – hopefully no one gets injured. But I'm looking forward to some bad blood.
0: Yeah. Talk about instant rivalry. That happens. And it's interesting because rivalries never go away but it's like the changing of the guard. If the giants continue to be this not bottom dweller, but just, Hey, we're here kind of doing our thing. Dodgers giants will always be a thing, but it's like, well, we really got to beat the Padres because they're actually in these streets. Like the, the giants are almost like, they're like cute at this point, you know, right, right now, but the Padres, there is going to be more uh, feelings into those games because they're going to mean more. They're just going to mean more giants. will. real you have to beat the giants because of the Padres not not just because you don't like the Giants and when you have these teams that and we've seen it with Yankees Dodgers if you weren't ever competitive competitive at the same time and now it's like like once Kershaw's gone it's like I don't know was Bellinger around when you know Giants Dodgers were really clashing like that was anybody from the I think the longest tenured Dodger, besides Clayton Kershaw, is our guy, Jock Peterson. So once those guys are gone, and you look at the Giants team, Buster, those guys are going to be gone in a couple of years. It's like, I really hope we don't see this Dodgers-Giants just kind of fade simply because they're not as competitive as, like, the Padres are really coming for our spot. The Giants are not even on our level, and that matters.
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, it's too historic of a rivalry to –
0: Sure. But, but you do remember when the, when the um, Yankees Red Sox for a little bit cooled off and it's like, we don't even know you guys, like you're good. We suck or vice versa. We're both like kind of whatever. And it did cool off and people, people were upset about it because they were like nice to each other, like like three or four years. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just going to happen. Like
1: if we just have to, come to the realization – I came to that realization once, you know, Brandon Belt just kept getting rolled out there, uh, that <laughs> that the Giants were just – they're going to be basically the Dodgers' punching bag right. for – they actually kind of played well against them, not this past season, the year before that. But, yeah, man, it's uh, – Giants fans are, are in for it for the next – five to ten years because that Dodgers Padres that's going to be a rivalry that's going to be
0: the rivalry but I'll tell you what the opposite of having expectations is like we said exceeding them and the Giants have zero so if you slide into a wild card and if we beat the Dodgers or the Padres let me tell you right now both of those fan bases will not hear the end of it we're going to talk about how the Padres fans want to slide into the Giants' Twitter and all this stuff, don't let us beat you in any playoffs within the next 10 years, or we are on your heads all day long, all day long. So, like,
1: year eight comes around, and, and we're ready to go. And you are, you're going to
0: remember this. Oh, I will remember this. I will remember this. You know, when you, like, quote-tweet – you know everyone keeps quote-tweeting that Steph tweet? when he's like, I promise Dub Nation we'll figure this out. Oh, yeah, that's I will a find, I will find Padres tweets about how we in these streets and, you know, the, the sweeps, all those emojis, Suck they're coming my back. ass. No, they're, yeah. they're coming back. They're coming back. Yeah. Eat a dick.
1: Yeah, um, all of them. Yeah, no, I actually retweeted myself uh, the other day of a mm-hmm. past one because I don't know if you saw Howie Kendrick retired. Yeah, he, yeah I saw that. I said, because he, you know, had that historic World Series, I said that they should build a Howie Kendrick statue. I'm not saying to make it, you know, because it's D.C. I'm not saying to make it like the Washington Monument,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, et cetera. But you could definitely make, a, you know, some sort of, of Howie Kendrick sculpture, because I don't think they win that World Series without him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you uh you don't think i think it's Howie a little Kendrick too soon for that a little like too I th- soon i think in 20 years if they don't sniff another world series we might be onto something okay well yeah mm-hmm. if they don't uh, hit me up nationals because i got
1: like a really good idea for what the the statue should look like i already drawn it up in my head there you go i'm i'm, I'm, do you I'm wanna wondering know what if it you is? want me to
0: ask do you do want me to, want, to ask do you want to know what it is <laughs> Sure,
1: I want to. So know. it's Howie Kendrick, but dressed up in like a colonial uniform, but he has a Nationals
0: hat. And a bat. With his bat, yeah. Just kind of Maybe, yeah, you know, maybe he should have a scroll in his hand, but yeah. batting gloves on. Mm hmm. That's. Like, once national again, treasure meets baseball, which actually sounds like an outstanding movie. Outstanding. Like uh, there's some sort of buried treasure in,
1: like, at a baseball stadium.
0: Yes. Or something and like that. And it's the, it's been under home plate the entire time. And Nick Cage He's the catcher. Is yeah.
1: <laughs> Nick Cage. Yeah, he's got a he looks more of like a pitcher's body. He looks kinda of like taller, a little He's
0: either a catcher or first baseman or a pitcher. That's it. Yeah. There's That's no it. he's not playing an athlete. <laughs> <No. position. laughs> um who do you All think's right. better? Dodgers
1: or, or Padres right now? Because they're that rotation for the Padres is deep, man.
0: It they're is, but deep. Are we talking on paper? Because on paper, I would, that's the thing. And that's why this is a trick question. Almost on paper, I would take the Padres pitching, but on paper, I'd probably take the Dodgers hitting.
1: I was going to say that because I I saw some tweet that, you know, matched up their lineups and it's like Muncie Hosmer, probably similar hitters. You probably give Hosmer the edge because he's a gold glover at first base. Yeah. Then you just go position by position. It's like Bellinger Myers, Mookie Fam, Fam and, and Grisham. And mm-hmm. those guys, those guys are awesome players. Love watching them play. Right. It's like and then you go, even Tatis versus Seeger. Mm-hmm. when Seeger's healthy, he's the best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. So yeah. it's really Machado has the edge at third over Turner, although over that's Turner. not huge either. No.
0: Second so, base I, is like. When did second base just become like a position that no one can? play? has that always been a thing.
1: Well, it, now it's becoming a position that the Dodgers are using it as a position for everyone to play. Like Muncie right. played second base for a little bit.
0: Right. Like. But yeah, I, I, the Canoes, the Canoes so. of the world. There's not a lot of Canoes. I'll put you. Like, we haven't talked about Fanduel in a long time. Fanduel second base always the cheapest. Always the cheapest. Hmm. Uh, I, I believe historically second base is a pretty weak hitting position. You got Colton Wong, you know, I remember he got drafted 08 when I graduated high school and I, it was kind of cool. Just shout to out the bows. Him. Yeah. Kind of cool watching him just make it, make it all the way up. But he's a guy that solid second baseman. I might even be a gold glove second baseman, but um, you know, his hitting is like, yeah, it comes in and goes, you got a couple playoff home runs, but when it, you know, on a, season basis, he doesn't stand out like that but he locked down the spot almost similar to our boy like we talked about now second base is much harder than left field but like an Alex Gordon type you know mm-hmm. like I'm in these streets you got to keep me in uh in the lineup even though my hitting eh. but I think Colin Wong is also a better hitter and plays a harder position I don't know why I always hit on Alex Gordon but I don't mean to happy retirement he's a uh, pretty easy punching bag yeah i would say he's got a ring he's got more rings than Griffey.
1: yeah went to, to has Barry. more rings than bonds yeah i almost said he was you better know? than i almost that was crazy i almost literally said he better than bonds under my breath you know <laughs> tongue in cheek classic Whoa. me classic me but did i say I, this was the last episode for this year i mean the last episode ever i live over I couldn't bring myself to actually just say that. Like, I almost would have rather have thrown up, yeah, puked all over right. the computer. Um, so that's that's my loyalty. That's our loyalty to you, Barry.
0: Let's do. Let's do. Before we move on, let's do flyer. The way too early prediction. I'll we'll do two. Who wins the N.L. West next year, and who goes? Farther in the playoffs next year, Dodgers, Padres. I think the
1: Padres win the NL West and beat the Dodgers 15 to nothing in the season finale or the last time they play them. And I think the uh, the Padres also go further than the Dodgers. I think the Padres are going to face the Dodgers in the playoffs and they're probably going to sweep them. Uh so that's that's my uh, that's my prediction you know me you're I'm a little not.
0: biased as a Giants fan you just want this to happen I have no idea what you're talking about I'm
1: I don't think I've ever been biased on this show so maybe if a couple times coin mm. yeah can't count them on one hand I'm not biased so uh Padres sweeping them in the playoffs and uh, probably going to sweep them whatever last series. They may sweep the
0: season. That's probably the hottest take and what better way to end 2020 than with a ridiculously scorching hot take like that. I'm going to go ahead and say as a more realistic take that I do think that the Dodgers will have a bit of a hangover from their championship, albeit you know, the shortened season. I do think it'll be enough to win the NL West, but I think at that point, as we've seen with the Dodgers before, look, you finally won one, but you've went a lot and you haven't won. So I'm not really inclined to think that the Dodgers are gonna repeat at this point. I have no reason to think that. So I'm going to say Dodgers win the NL West. Padres go farther than them in the playoffs, whether they beat them head to head or the Dodgers do their usual thing and lose to someone that they shouldn't lose to. Maybe it'll be the giants, but that will be my prediction.
1: Yeah. I, it would be also really interesting if the Dodgers now ended up getting Bauer because they're starting step.
0: Don't put that, don't put that evil on me.
1: That would make that race. Like, obviously it's going to be close no matter what, just because the Dodgers are a dynasty. Let's mm-hmm. let's there. They are the biggest dynasty or division dynasty, I guess. Division dynasty, yeah. Division dynasty. We can't say they're an actual dynasty, but they're the biggest division dynasty we've seen since what the the Braves when the Braves right. were just winning the or if
0: you or if you want to take NL it to East. football, if you want to take it to the NFL, you could say it's the equivalent of the Patriots. The Patriots just winning the AFC East every year. Yeah, now, both it's not yet. the Super Bowls or yeah, exactly.
1: So, uh, as of unbiased, um, you know want to be journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the Padres as of now are going to probably sweep the regular season and sweep them in the playoffs. But well, I like your we take heard it here. I like your take too. Yeah, my Yeah, either one could work, either one. Can we talk real quick about mm-hmm. the fans of the Rays and the Cubs because the yeah. Cubs are such a big market team. They're one of what? Like a top three known commodity in baseball that it's the cubbies the they're chicago's a cubs city right and bill murray for their it's yeah how how could you not love the the bleachers at wrigley Mm -hmm. and for them to the ownership i don't i am not pretending to know anything about the cubs finances okay but from the outside, you have obviously a billionaire owner. I'm never going to be on the billionaire side. I'm going to be on the fans and players side of right. we have a window for a fucking championship here. We have very good talent that has kind of underachieved since we've won the World Series. And we get an opportunity to now go for If they added a pitcher, if they added Bauer, all of a sudden you're talking about them with Hendricks – um, Darvish and and Bauer mm-hmm. so with that lineup so for as a fan and then uh, on the other side the Rays when you get to the World Series I don't know how many fans the Rays have once again they got Dickie V so that's all that
0: matters right and my aunt and my aunt don't forget. and your
1: aunt yeah oh yes yes my my sincerest apologies <laughs> so we got Dickie V and Alan's aunt and I can't imagine how disappointed they must be to get to the world series. And it's like fucking fire sale.
0: Yeah. It, and that's the thing we sat here and we talked about the Blake Snell thing and why it hurt for the race fans. And in the moment, and I was the guy, you could even say a bit of a defender when it came to pulling him and they were only up one run and things like that, but it wasn't as simple as the move in that moment it was also because we all saw this coming. We all saw this coming. We all saw there. And I think we we sat here and talked about it. They could go back and rent it back and do this again. But it's like, are they though? Are they really going to do this? And because we know how these small market teams tend to work, that was the toughest part of watching the Blake Snell thing. It wasn't the fact that they took him out and didn't win – potentially it wasn't like they were in the lead potentially uh or no they were in the lead by one they were up one um potentially when that world series it was the fact that they're not the dodgers you know they're not going to just run it back with the crew because they got magic johnson and everybody else connected with the team to shovel in as much money as needed they're not that and we all just felt like man if you really know baseball You knew that it wasn't about that game. It was about them going forward, and it's like we're probably not going to see them back for a while. It's just one of those flashes in the pan where everything worked out, and you got to ride that thing. You got to ride that thing in every sense of the word. And now you're back—not to not back to uh, square square zero, right, or ground zero, but you're not what you were. Right, and
1: I—it's the rational thing to say to be like well it's also a good move for the Rays you know they cut costs Uh, it's what they do it's what Mm -hmm. they do Uh, the fucking old baseball journalist is gonna be like well they got a hole they got a hole in prospects and it's like yeah but we shouldn't be complacent Mm -hmm. in the fact that that's okay like when when you get to this point it's like oh you know it's just what we do right oh we're gonna trade off our good
0: players the only team's that get a haul and get the studs, it seems like, are the Yankees, right? They got a haul for like Chapman and then got Chapman back or some finagling, finessing thing that happened. Now all of a sudden they have another stud muffin. When you hear about these hauls, you rarely hear, oh yeah, that happened in, in the whatever, the Snell trade. And maybe this time is different, but that's not what we typically hear. We typically, those guys come and go, Yep, they are probably trade some of them too for what? More prospects and maybe we'll hear from you in a couple years from a national sense. Maybe they, they can make it. Right. Well the they got like Glasno
1: that. from uh from Pittsburgh. But he's not like a household name yet. He's more not so yet. just like hot. Got a and haul. You got a <laughs> throws hard. You Got a hot haul.
0: A yeah. Hot haul. Yeah.
1: Really good hair. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's uh that's really all I got on on that. It just kinda kinda One sucks left. when yeah, yeah, I was going to say like for,
0: on the on the Cubs, are we heading to, not that they would do it because it wasn't this drastic, but you could make a 30 for 30 on a team like this that breaks the, you know, uh, the curse. And then maybe because they broke the curse, every, I don't know if they thought things were just going to keep rolling, things like that. The bottom line is the Cubs are supposed to be very good for a very long time, and they've hung around. But it's getting to a point where they're not getting forgotten again. But I don't think of them as legitimate contenders. And you see what the Padres are doing, and the Braves. We we could we could make it. We could do this segment without even mentioning the Dodgers and the Nationals snuck in and got one. And it's kind of like our Cubs fans looking back, like we're. Bl- we blew it or we are currently blowing this. I think they're happy. They got one. Sure. I think think they're uh, yes.
1: As a, when 2010 happened now, I was not expecting 2010, 2012 or 2014 to happen Mm. when 2010 happened. It's like, I'm pretty fucking good for 20 years now. Like that was so satisfying to just get that one ring. And You know, I was a part of it. It was.
0: Well, uh, well, I could. And that's the thing. The Giants weren't working on any curse. So imagine a World Series or a championship hangover times a thousand because you finally broke this thing. Surprising that the Red Sox were able to get through it. That's just because they had the management and they had the money to power through. It just doesn't seem like the Cubs were willing to make the moves and thought they could just ride this thing out. Look, you know, a wise man or a wise person once said, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And the Cubs sat there, thought that they could just be who they were and ride this thing out and other teams got better. And they got passed up. Now, do do the fans really care? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I think Michael Wilbon cares, but, uh, and I I do think they care. um, But yeah, I would say that as far as the Cubs, you're right. Just a championship hangover times a thousand. Everybody in our lifetime probably doesn't care because they're at least, they're still making the playoffs and they're competitive. They won their division. But if there's going to be a time where it's like, dang, I mean, not to be greedy, but we probably not could have, should have got at least one more, made it to another World Series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, that lineup was too, too talented to not at least compete for two or three i would say and now that brian's probably going to be gone um you know I, I don't know if they're gonna i feel like rizzo's a cub for life schwarber has gone yeah. Schwarber's someone though that also like they also had individual talent that just mm-hmm. didn't really hit what they should have hit like Schwarber was supposed to be a staple you, you can make in the, the argument for chris line. bryant you can make
0: chris that bryant struggled chris he struggled, he struggled yeah. after the mvp year he's he's had his struggles he had his streakiness Okay, I think I came up with something outstanding as a comparison. Let me know if I'm way off. Anthony Rizzo equals Kevin Love. Off. I'm a huge Rizzo guy. We'll talk guy. to you guys next time. <laughs> I'm a huge Rizzo guy. I'm the wrong both person All stars. Ask. Both all-stars. And now Kevin Love is on, like, an upstart Cavs team that's whatever, got the championship, hung around while everybody else left, you just said Rizzo's gonna be a, cub- a cubby for life. A lot of these guys are gonna be gone. He's just gonna ride it out. He's gonna be the young with the young guys. He had his time in the time in the sun. Rizzo
1: is so much better than Kevin Love. Rizzo was like the unquestioned leader of that Cubs team. He was like the unquestioned. He gave that naked speech that, in the that, locker room. Look,
0: look, 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 He's the captain. The He's the fair.
1: captain. He's a. Love was never – he was the captain of the fucking Timberwolves, and now he's the captain of the – he was the captain of the John line Cavs. It's not like this is, this is different. I think they're Be- different. <laughs> John, <laughs> Michigan. Um, but I think they're I completely Shut different Brian
0: Ball. sides of the spectrum. No, not completely. All right, let's move on. All right. Favorite stuff. Favorite stuff of 2020. Let me just fire – Fire mine. Oh, Positive last vibes only. Positive you know what vibes we forgot? only. You know Happy. what we forgot to talk about? Before we, I know we keep on saying last thing. Rumor mill Bruce Bochi comes back out of retirement to coach the Padres.
1: It's been well documented how I feel about uh, Jace Tingler. So honestly, I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't think Bochi's never managed a team with this. I, I don't doubt him. I'm never going to doubt Bruce. Mm-hmm. But he's never managed a team with this much star power. The Giants definitely had stars on their team. I don't think it'd be a thing to him, but I would love to see it. I would yeah. absolutely love to see it. The home, the hometown kid. I, I don't know if he's originally from San Diego, but you know, you always go back to your your grassroots. You got to, got to.
0: Okay, we so, just. I agree. I would like to see it too, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't say that's necessarily going out on top because they giants had a losing record when but she left, but he did eclipse. What was that? Was it 500 wins or something that last season? Um, or it, was or a, it was a milestone. It was wins. a milestone. We'll just so, say milestone. So maybe you just, you, now I'm actually good. So we'll see. I can see him doing either one, you know? Um, all right. I'll go first. My favorite things from 2020, uh, from the baseball side of things. I would say beefing with San Diego Padres fans. And I believe I talked about it on this show, but I'll talk about it again briefly. Time out. Mm-hmm. You can't, it, baseball related favorite things
1: because your favorite thing was obviously that you were engaged. Yeah, we said baseball. Yes, of course. Okay. Of course. Uh,
0: I just want to get it out there on the air. On the yeah, way of course. Shout out, again, no, now, shout, Alan's engaged. shout out my fiance, you know, um, But, yes, the Padres fans are rabid, like we talked about. They they go hard in the paint, and I appreciate it. But they go hard in the paint in an interesting way. They're a little trolly. Okay, they're a little trolly. So what happened was I'm scrolling through Twitter, and I see the Giants post that, surprise, surprise, they got swept by the Padres. And this wasn't to end the season or whatever, because I think the Giants took one at the end of the season. But – Earlier in the season, they got swept. And I'm scrolling through the comments, just thinking I'm going to see, like, self-loathing Giants fans. And it's Padres fans with, like, broom emojis and ha-ha-ha and all this stuff. And I'm like, do these psychopaths, like, follow all the NL West accounts and just troll when the Padres win? I'm like, appreciate the dedication to the craft, but get a life. So I hop in, or I think I – I think I quote tweeted it and I said hop in this thread to see a bunch of Padres fans that you know are very surprised to finally be relevant again hashtag act like you've been there before something like that and my I, I don't have a lot of followers so I'm thinking it's just my crew you know that I talk back and forth with the all judge. Yeah. I see one thing come through from a Padres fan like you know da 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 like you don't know what you're talking about like we can do what we want and I was like huh see another see another so I guess a trolly thing that people do is that they will copy what you tweet and just tweet it again so you're getting the notification so it's at this point it's midnight because you know the Giants games finish late my phone is blowing up from Padre fans is continuing to comment my comment on my tweet over and over again and I was like bro I am really holding like a huge l right now because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. like there's nothing you can do, like just mute notifications and I was like, and I came and I told you, and I was like, I've never took an l like that from a troll fan base, and honestly, it was kind of cool in a weird way, just because I didn't expect it, and i at the end of the day, I wasn't wrong, like why are you going on other accounts just to troll? I guess it's a free world, but like we said. I don't see Giants fans doing that. And I I don't think Twitter Twitter might not have been around when the Giants were actually winning uh World Series, but I don't remember them doing that. So that was pretty cool. I don't know. Do you want me to run these off or do you want do we want to go back and forth? Um we we can go back and forth. Okay, you go
1: then. First of all, you getting bodied by <laughs> Padres Twitter is I, I remember the uh, the basis of the story. Yeah, but that whole comment—that's pretty diabolical, man. That's, it is because there's nothing you can do. Right, It's just kind of pinning you against a wall and just throwing stuff, and not like hitting you because they're not like personally attacking you. You know, no, no they're one's just saying what you said. They're saying right. exactly they're, what they're you just saying. annoying you. It's right. just like them just poking you constantly. And
0: I remember like hoping or wishing, you know, like I said, I'm low-hanging fruit. They're not coming at – well, maybe maybe so because they're crazy, but they're not coming at someone verified with 10,000 followers like that, I don't think. So I'm low-hanging fruit. And I just remember in my mind, like, feeling like I'm looking around to the giant – like, my giant follower friends, like, someone please help me. And the Padres fans had literally instilled so much fear, I think, in everyone – that follows me maybe even you included to say I'm not touching this at all like these guys are out for blood I'm not dealing with this no way no way no how and it was wild man well I feel bad uh because it's almost like
1: a Mike Lowry and I don't know what Martin Lawrence's character's name is but that's almost like I didn't have your back there. I should've Honestly, had your back. So I'm taking a pledge. No if you I don't, want you get, to. Dunked I don't you on, get killed too.
0: If you ever I don't get want you dunked to get on with me.
1: This is like a suicide mission. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like yeah, I wouldn't wish just, that on any I wouldn't wish I'll that on my worst enemy. Follow you into a tsunami. Right, right. Yeah. No, I would say uh you did the right thing. Just like mm. I and I know better now, you know, I will be ready to troll when the giants do something that's troll worthy but for now i'm just sitting back the Padre. because that's the thing that's just another day in the life for them it's not like they're like we're gonna get out this it was gone you know i woke up the next morning about lunchtime they were done you know why because whoever was next for them you know whoever they played that next series they're off to troll the heck out of them too and right. I-, I can respect it it wasn't personal they're like no we're gonna roast you and then we'll just keep it moving
1: it's like, like a mob. A- they're a mob.
0: group of piranhas
1: yeah just waiting to, to just munch on them they just chewed me to the bone They spit me out and said all right who's next mm-hmm. all right so we we've talked about the Padres enough one of my things was I just loved watching the Padres brand of baseball mm-hmm. they play this almost like tournament style ball where it's just loose it's fun I'll give Jace Tingler credit for that he lets guys just be themselves it's a very fun brand of baseball to play. And I think the entire league's kind of moving towards it. So I'll leave it at that. But when, as Blake Snell would say, Dorona hit, when Dorona hit, we were starved of everything. I, I've said it before. I don't even know how I fucking made it through with, with no sports. I I don't even know what I was doing. I know I watched the boys, shout out the boys. Um, but Daily, the, the the weekly shout
0: out of the boys.
1: Yeah, just always talking, boys. Uh, but the KBO and getting introduced to, there's a, there's a greater scale too, because I watched a ton of golf that has now got me just, I'm a full divot head now. Mm-hmm. And watching the KBO and being introduced to this different style of baseball, this Honestly, I don't even know if it was just I was watching baseball again. That's the reason why I liked it so much. But it was the aspect of, like, staying up late and getting to watch this game. I got to watch my friend Chris Flexen, childhood friend. We actually just reconnected recently um, to congratulate him on signing with the Mariners. But you being able to to see guys like that, like career minor leaguers, and it was just a different way to watch baseball. That was – one of the, the cool parts in a time when it was tough to find positivity.
0: No, that's a great call, man. And just, we talked about it on the pre-show. I'm, I'm sitting there watching Cornhole and legitimately, I, I actually weirdly watched bowling before the, the pandemic, but you're watching Cornhole and you actually care about who's winning or losing. So we had to find right. something somewhere. And when the KBO came through and it came through fairly early, like around mm-hmm. White Island or pretty close to that, that time frame. It was awesome to watch. And you're telling me there's guys that bat flip singles and pop-ups that aren't even warning track pop-ups and nobody cares. And it's, I don't know if it's encouraged, but everybody does it. Where do I sign? Like, I'll watch that every day of the week. So it was definitely interesting to watch. And then, like you said, seeing guys that, you know, when they did flashbacks of guys that maybe had to go to the KBO because it didn't work out in the minor league system or major league system and they made it back. Right. And they said, I was able to transform my swing and now I'm back or my mechanics pitching and now I'm back. And then seeing guys that I forget his name, but there was a guy who, you know, was hitting like 25 dingers in the KBO and eventually got re-signed to the, to the minor league. So that was really cool to watch and really get a sense of, Baseball has so many layers. When you talk about an onion, man, and it probably gets overused, but baseball with all the rounds and independent ball and all the different leagues, so many different layers. And to get a look into that layer and really see, okay, this is how they're acting. This is what it is, and this is how they work out here and how it actually looks. And see, this is good ball. This is good ball, and it's entertaining ball. They had the sword, all these different types of things. The sword. It was great. The sword was – I guess it's not
1: a trophy. That's just – they just have it. It's a team sword. Mm -hmm. So I I said it before. All trophies need to be medieval weapons. That needs to happen.
0: What do you think that sword goes? Like 30 pounds, 25
1: It's. It looks expensive. I don't know if they sharpen it either. They probably have to keep it dull just in case.
0: They said the Heisman's twenty five pounds, so that's why I'm like, if the Heisman's twenty five, that sword's got to be thirty. Thirty five, yeah, to thirty five be. pounds. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh, there's a reason professional athletes are holding that thing up. You know, if if there you go. someone regular was holding it up, we we could have someone sliced in half. Yeah. Well, I saw
0: Baker. I think it was Baker when he lifted it up. Was it Baker or like Mariota? One of the guys that lifted up the Heisman. I don't know if they got you know told how heavy it was and they went to lift it and you saw them like oh I gotta like you know not give a ton pulls but us I, gotta back. Give, I gotta give a little up here you know that's just a you know a, a little league trophy but yeah man I'm going to go a little less flashy on this one I would just say major league baseball leaning into equality uh you know removing uh Kennesaw from the from the trophy the MVP trophy and again like we talked about we didn't even know he was on it so to tell on yourself like major league baseball did takes balls you know like we said we didn't know about it and we're pretty ingrained in baseball right now so for them to do that was like that was pretty cool and it was right and honoring the negro leagues letting those stats count as well and i guess part two to that situation is really leading into having fun. I think they've been doing this let the kids play thing for about two or three years, but we've still seen some, it was kind of like, okay, you're, you're finding people and doing weird stuff. Like they find Tim Anderson or something weird, like a couple of years ago for something. And it was like, you're saying one thing in your marketing, but you're not supporting it. This year, I felt like they actually supported it. And Mookie, the Mookie marketing, like we've talked about or I've talked about multiple times, was great. And and Mookie is perfect for it because he – I don't even think I – would, I wouldn't I would even say he totes that line because I don't even think he, like, uh, backflips, like, hardcore like that. But, you know, he does this stuff at second base and he shows a lot of emotion. So He's got I chains. He's, he's got swag, swag, dude. He's got swag. He's got he's swag, but fucking- I'm saying – He's not chucking bats like other people. He, I think he's perfect for what they're trying to do. Not to say that there's anything wrong with the Tim Anderson's or, you know, uh, the Manny Machado's do what you want. as we're going to talk about later, do what you want. But I think that them finding something that can make everybody happy uh, as far as we're, we're cool. We're doing this, but we're working hard. We run hard nineties. We're doing this right way. I think, Major League Baseball is really starting to find their new age identity, and that was nice to see. So that's my next one.
1: Right. Believe it or not, you can still play the game the right way, but also have fun and yeah, show a little – be a showman, be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's shocking that it, – it blows my mind that you can have that balance of, mm-hmm. uh, of playing the game the right way and being yep. a showman. Um, I'm going to go close to home, right here, right now. Mm -hmm. I am happy for you and this podcast, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the Long Ball Podcast. This is so much fun. It is the closest thing that I feel like, obviously reaching back for my 90, 91, and and surprisingly blowing it by hitters was... Mm -hmm probably nothing better than that um but the next favorite part that i had about about playing the game is is just the back and forth with my teammates and this is this is literally it this is just every time we come on here and we shoot the shit it just feels like we're in the dugout talking baseball or right. talking life or whatever and just a big thank you to the listeners you know it's not we're not saying that we're this fucking beast but we're growing we're an infant right we uh, this was my rookie year get on the train early so I cannot thank the listeners enough and it's obviously you get some sort of uh get some sort of anxiety doing this sometimes you're like who the fuck's listening there's just a lot of mental factors I'm also you know kind of a head case but when I get a call from uh and and I'm just going to use them as an example sorry but Tanner Murray was the the Rays fourth round pick. I got a FaceTime from one of my old Davis teammates and he got on the phone. He was in Davis and he was like, dude, parents listen to your podcast every week. Like they love it. Like they look forward to it. And that's one of those times where you take a step back and you're like, shit, you know, shit. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate this. And that's what kind of keeps you going and keeps you motivated is just the entertainment factor, just being able to entertain people. So I am very happy with this podcast. And we're only going to get better.
0: That's right. That's right. Orlando, you know, sucking up to the listeners and sucking up to me, as he should, as he should. Look, I feel the same way, man. And, you know, in this world that we live in right now, especially with the pandemic and a lot of people getting on this podcast train, it's hard to figure out, I like to tell people it's easy to say or easy to see or hear who's a bad singer, right? You might have some family members that are like, you're not too big, too far before someone's like, dude, you suck. You know, or yo, you, you're, you're not good. This is a little different because everyone has an opinion and no opinion is wrong. It's a matter of delivery. And it's a matter of being able, <laughs> yeah, in someone's mind, I guess you could say, Orlando's right. giving me a look. Hitler but, had a wrong opinion. That's very true. That's very true. That's extremely true. But in his mind, it was correct. And mm. that actually is a great uh, a great example, not to say bad podcasters are similar to Hitler, but it's hard to tell sometimes whether what you're doing uh, is worth it or not. And when you get those things like the call you got, or you get my friend saying, hey, that." Guests you had on had a lot of cool questions and things like that, or people saying, "When is your next episode coming out?" Those are the things that that push you, whether it's a thousand people or one person. So I appreciate Believe for putting us together. I appreciate you for dealing with me and all of my meanness. I think this works great. Um, I think the the age difference is perfect. As uh, you know, we can kind of grasp everyone in that. 20 to 35 year old range. I think that's great, and I also think that you know being a pitcher and a position player is perfect. You know I could do this with another position player. We probably would never talk about hitting, and if you did it with a pitcher, you probably wouldn't talk about hitting. And if you did, it would probably be talking about how you guys get hit dingers because every pitcher thinks they can hit, and every hitter thinks that they can pitch. So I think this is a a very uh, beautifully crafted pod as far as the as far as the uh, the balance, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes next. I was actually just thinking about that
1: um, when I got out of the shower today. How many home runs have you hit in your career?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, I'm big. That's why I hate this launch angle launch angle thing because I didn't have that. I was the smoke the wall guy. Answer so the I'm... question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm at one, two. Three, oh, fuck. I'm at four. I'm at four. Does T-ball count? I'm not counting T-ball. I don't know. Oh, are we counting? Are are okay? The real question is, are we counting inside the Parkers? But there was no fence. Well, that's a home run. So okay, home run, so in then the I'm probably score. at like seven or eight.
1: Seven or eight. Damn. Yeah. Well, I had this epiphany. I was like, I don't know how many home runs Alan hit. I might have them in the in the dinger column, but that's not true.
0: I, mean, I think you, I've hit.
1: You easily could have. I think I hit two or three, and two of – I think I had three. And and two of them, there was, like, a controversy of whether it actually went over the fucking fence in, in two of those three. Like, the umpires had to get together and be like, one of them I pimped. And, and them- I was – Uh, I was worried that it was going to be a double. I was like fucking 10 years old. Right. And yeah, so this was with the Catalyst too. Shout out Mm -hmm. the Catalyst bat.
0: Shout out Catalyst. Yeah, no, my, probably my favorite home run. I mean, no, was probably, I don't know if they even had this around, but there was this thing called like the, the people in the U.S. Ambassadors program, like sports ambassadors program. They would get a bunch of kids together and send them off uh, to different countries. And we like technically represented the U S so we went to Holland and right. I hit a dinger in Holland and it's like, yo, I hit a home run in a different country, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember you've, you've told that
1: story before that, that, that is really awesome. I, uh, especially. I, I,
0: like I said, I don't have many home run stories, so mm-hmm. they're going to get recycled. They're just oh, going.
1: Uh, all, a lot of my stories get recycled. So, you know, uh, before we end. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else,
0: by the way? I think I'm good, actually. I think you, I'm good. I, I didn't I want yeah, to talk about let the, you ride, but. No, no. The bruise, my favorite scene from this year favorite in baseball scene, yeah. was the bruised dog Gratterall hat and glove throw in the seventh inning. Oh, no. <laughs> the seventh inning, the game wasn't even over. Uh, he just, you know, and it was the Bellinger robbed home run. So he gave up a laser. Uh, he throws gas gives up a laser, and he throws his glove, he throws his hat. And that prompted so many conversations for us because of the unwritten rules. And the fact of the matter is that there are no real rules. Like, there's no technical fouls. Right? And we talked for, like, a couple episodes about, yo, you could do a backflip going into second base if you wanted. Or, like, you call time and do a backflip. Well, the show, my guy does a cartwheel at home plate. No, 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 You could do that in real life. There's no rules. So thank you, Bruzar for being ridiculous, because you gave us a ton of content. And that scene right there, and I called that game. That was the one game I called this year live. So getting to watch that, I was just like, yo, and Gratterall is throwing his glove and his hat. I'm not sure if he's knows the game is not over. But that was my favorite scene. Two things about that. The first
1: thing is that the the crow hop Jesus point is, is going to be all time you think of that's like you think of signature moves like the dirt, you know, fadeaway, right. one legged step back. You think of the Mariano cutter. If Bruce Dar becomes great, that's just going to become synonymous, you know, with these, mm-hmm. these Crow Hop Jesus points. Yep. And my second point is I don't know if I've said this before, but Bruce Dar Gratterall's career record against yours truly is uh, bagel. Bagel you definitely and said one. that. Definitely bagel said and that. one. I am one in Bagel against Cruz So that's Onage. Onage is Onage. There you go.
0: Technically, you're a World Series champion. Or you could be. Better than. Better. Better than.
1: A World Series uh, champion. Favorite interview.
0: I'll go Colin with the, and I don't even know if that was technically an interview, but the favorite baseball movies. No, I haven't necessarily watched some of the ones that got brought to my attention, but I plan to look. 2020's been crazy, but yeah, I just think hearing two different perspectives and all three of us together having three different perspectives on what we liked about certain baseball movies and that's just stuff you don't get to chat about very often. Um so that was probably one of my favorites or if not my favorite. What about you? Yeah, I, mean? I was
1: I was smiling like the whole time during that right. show I was laughing I was smiling you know the drinks were flowing we were just it was just backyard talk you know yeah. just guys sitting by the fire um just talking about go. movies let's see it, how funny would that be if I just picked an episode where it was just me and you like, yeah I just really like didn't like any of these um I am gonna go with Dalton yeah just because Dalton was one of my good friends when I played with him um but, you know, I hadn't talked to him in, in a while. Uh, I'd seen him. I, I went to a San Jose Giants-Stockton Ports game to see my buddy Mickey that played for the Ports. And I saw Dalton kind of, you know, after the game, said hi to him. But I hadn't talked to him in a while. And the way he – that was our first big leaguer. And the way he opened up and was just – it was just as if, you know, I had just seen him yesterday. It was just we had – you had known each other for a long right. time. And I thought that that interview was, it was awesome. It was where I walked away from that uh, just thinking like, oh, shit, you know, this, is, this podcast and things are easy. Right. I, and uh, so that that's always awesome when we have, we have guests like that. And just a disclaimer, you know, there hasn't been one interview this year where I've been like, that guy was a, or girl, was a real prick. No. So I, every time it's been, you know, that was great, you know, a right. million thank you, Everything and uh it just says a lot that that these two are are what we have chosen. Yeah,
0: shout out Dalton, shout out Colin. You know, and there'll be plenty more to come in 2021.
1: You got uh, got anything else? Anything else to
0: end the year? New Year's no, Eve, man. huh? New I Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah, it's time to it's time to get after it. And, and and when I say get after it, I mean you know drink in my kitchen as usual because that's what you do in 2020. But shout out to the listeners. Like we've said, everybody stay safe, you know, in multiple ways, obviously with what everything that's going on, but on New Year's Eve, it can always get spicy no matter what. So stay safe, enjoy yourself. Like we said, uh, you know, by the time you listen to this, you would have already made bad decisions if you decided to. And we don't judge on the long ball pod. And thank you for hanging with us when, before we were the long ball, we, we, Figured out our identity. We had to change on the fly. Things change quickly. And everybody that rock with us, don't worry. When college baseball comes back, we're going to talk about it. We want to oh, talk about yeah. it. You know, like I said, I love college baseball. I think it doesn't get enough due. But everybody, enjoy the new year, whatever rest of your holiday you have left. And we got more in store uh, in 2021.
1: Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at longball underscore pod at ORAZO,
0: at the underscore styles files, styles with an I, and we will see you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you